Hello, hello. Welcome back to Midnight Cravings, a podcast where I talk about whatever the F I want. <laughs> By the way, just a little disclaimer. This episode may contain a lot of bad words, so if you're in public or around children, please put in your headphones because it's about to get wild, okay? <laughs> All right. So it's finally the weekend. Happy weekend, everyone. This past week for me has been pretty shitty. (laughs) Maybe that should be the name of the episode. It all started last week when my mom developed this very painful rash on her stomach and it kept getting worse as the days went by. Now, I knew that the primary care doctor would not be able to do much for this because I know the history of this rash and it all came from a surgical procedure that she had done 20 years ago after realizing that she did not want any more kids after me and my sisters. (laughs) So I called her dermatologist. They said that she's basically a new patient since she hasn't been there in a while and they're not taking new patients until September. So I called all the dermatologists, got rejected by all of them, until the last office told me that if my mom goes to a primary care doctor first and then she gets a referral saying that this is an urgent matter that needs the attention of a dermatologist, then they will see her. So I'm like, okay, this is better than nothing. So I call the primary care again and they cannot see her for two weeks. And I'm thinking, oh my God, we're going to end up in the emergency room because my mom cannot last two weeks. Now the problem is my mom is terrified of the emergency room because of COVID. She has been so paranoid about COVID and it's completely understandable because both my parents have underlying health issues and because I live at home with my parents, I have not gone out anywhere except for the grocery store once a week and it's been that way since the end of March. So I'm starting to feel a little sad because I'm seeing so many people on social media go out like COVID doesn't exist and I know that I'm doing the right thing, but somehow every time I scroll through social media, I feel like I'm missing out on life and I feel like I'm not doing the right thing by quarantining social distancing. Somehow it just seems a little unfair because it's like, Why am I doing my part, trying to keep vulnerable people safe and healthy, and you're not? And it almost seems pointless. Like, all these people are going out, wearing no masks, close, like, so many people in a closed space. I don't know, it's tough. It's really tough when you go on social media and you feel like everyone's living their lives and you're not. So, but, you know, I'm sure there are others who feel the same way. And if you do, I see you, I feel you, we're doing the right thing, um, so just hang in there. And yes, I live at home with my parents. You might be thinking, why is a grown-ass woman living with her parents? Or everyone moves out after college. (laughs) Well, my friends, here are the reasons I live at home. Number one, because my parents want me to. And I'm not even exaggerating, my parents want my sisters and I to live at home with them until we're engaged or married. They love us, we love them, we have a great relationship, so why not? Number two, I help out my mom and I'd like to help her for as long as I can. That is, until I find a boyfriend and then I leave her ass. (laughs) Just kidding. 
And number three, I'm poor. So I can't even afford to live on my own unless I open up an OnlyFans to shove random things up into my asshole. <laughs> but I ain't about that life and it's fine if other people choose to do that. But personally for me, no, it's not for me period. So since I'm poor and my mom loves me and my dad wants me home, you know, this is just the best living arrangement. Okay. I just, I, I just went off on a tangent. Um, so back to my point, as I was saying, my mom's stomach was in pain and it was getting worse every day. And I was starting to think that we should go to the ER. So the next morning I call her primary care doctor. They have an unexpected opening in four days. So we booked the appointment. My mom takes Advil in the meantime. Apparently, there was a buildup of fluid, um, possibly an infection. So they sent a sample to the lab. She got antibiotics and she may need surgery. So right now she's 90% pain-free and we're just waiting for her lab results and to see if she needs surgery or not. Thank God that's over for now. <laughs> but then there's my dog who I love so fucking much. Well, she needs to get her teeth professionally cleaned. And some of you may not know this because I sure as hell didn't. They put the dog under anesthesia to properly clean their whole entire mouth. And um, if they need to extract any teeth that are rotting, they will. And that goes up thousands of dollars. <laughs> it's a whole thing. Not only does that seem absolutely terrifying for the dog and their owners, but the cost is terrifying as well. The vet emailed me a cost estimate of this procedure and guess how much this is going to cost. Just guess. Just guess. $1,500. Yeah. Yeah. Where the fuck am I going to get that kind of money? Okay, so I know I just said that I wasn't about that life, but OnlyFans is becoming more and more appealing as I keep talking. Oh my god. You would think that pet insurance would cover some of it, but no. God, pet insurance is another whole thing that I'm just not going to get into right now, but the long story short is they're not going to cover it. Anyway, that was my week. <laughs> I hope you guys are all doing well or as well as you can be during this pandemic. The news definitely sucks. Um, it's so emotional and mentally draining. So I've been distracting myself by watching the absolute trashiest reality TV shows. I just finished a season of X on the Beach, which is um, a new level of low for me. <laughs> and Hulu decided to release the first three seasons of Bachelor in Paradise. So I'm going to start that. On my Instagram, I had asked you guys to ask me something. And the most common question that I got was my relationship status. <laughs> and if it wasn't obvious before, let me make it pretty clear that I am so very single. <laughs> Shout out to Banana Milkis who asked me to share some of my dating stories. Oh my goodness, I have not dated in a really, really long time. The last time I was dating was... Ugh, Oh my god i think i think like four years ago yeah four years ago i think it was 2016 or 2017 that seems like 
so long ago. So I'll tell you guys about the last guy that I dated. Um, it was about four years ago. Um, I met him online and it was when I decided to challenge myself and try online dating. You guys, I don't like online dating. It is not my jam. But at the time, one of my good friends, um, let's call her Blair. Blair was having the time of her mother freaking life on Bumble. <laughs> like she met so many cool guys from all over the country. She was having her own eat, pray, love moment. Um, so yeah, she was traveling a lot and then hopping onto Bumble and um, seeing what guys were in the area, etc, etc. She told me so many crazy stories um, and I started to feel like there was something wrong with me for not doing what she was doing. I felt left out. I started getting a little FOMO. So then I was like, okay, I'm going to gather up the courage and do the same thing. You know, push myself out of my comfort zone like I'm always trying to freaking do. So... I created a profile, which creating a profile in and of itself is so exhausting because there are so many questions about yourself that you have to answer. And that made me realize, wow, I really don't know myself. <laughs> like this is so exhausting and I want to quit. I got through it. I managed to match with some dudes and my goodness, it was really, really difficult. But despite that, I tried my best to talk about myself without really opening up. So after a few weeks, I found myself talking regularly with three guys. Guy number one wasn't my usual type, um, meaning that he was not Asian. He was white and I've only dated Asians in the past, so that was out of my comfort zone. Um, but it was new, it was interesting, he was really funny, but a little too immature for me, so we mutually decided to stop talking. Now guy number two ended up being super clingy, so annoying, like so annoying, it made me angry, so I ended up blocking his ass and never talking to him again. <laughs> okay, guy number three is the one I caught feelings for, and I ended up really liking him. Um, but unfortunately it didn't work out because, uh, well, he ended it <laughs> and it was because I wasn't ready to open up and you know, it's always the same story. There comes a time when you're dating someone that, um, you want to know more about the person's past struggles, flaws, you know, all the deep stuff that you don't talk about in the first couple of dates. Well, that's where I typically shut down and I just can't get there. I don't know why. There's just like a wall that just prevents me. I just crash into it every single time I try to break it and I just can't. So guy number three definitely sensed that and he was he was tired of it um, and that's fine. He was very respectful. I feel like he was pretty patient, uh, but I just couldn't get there. I needed more time and uh, the timing just was not right for us. So he said goodbye. <laughs> and you know what that that crushed me and and it really broke my heart because at the time i was honestly trying so hard to be as open as i can with him because i i knew i really liked him and i really wanted to try but in the end i just couldn't do it and um it was really sad for me <laughs> um something that is really difficult for me to talk about when I enter into a new relationship or start exclusively dating someone is about my sexual assault. Honestly, if it were up to me, I wouldn't ever bring it up, but 
I feel like I feel like I need to talk about it pretty early on because um, my sexual assault has definitely affected the way I handle intimacy. And shortly after I was sexually assaulted, I entered into a pretty toxic relationship that lasted three whole years and that mentally fucked me up but yeah after that relationship i've never hated myself more um and back then i would jump into relationships from guy to guy to guy because i just so badly wanted to avoid any pain any heartbreak emotions and i was also like very very desperate for attention and validation from guys we got so deep today um but yeah that that's kind of like a little little peek into my relationship slash dating story i'm gonna end this episode right now but if you guys want me to expand on this topic let me know on instagram i'll probably talk about it anyway (laughs) but if you have any questions let me know on instagram and i am congested right now so i'm sorry if my voice sounds super nasally well it sounds nasally anyway but I feel like it sounded extra nasally today. Thank you guys so much for listening. It really, really means a lot. I love doing this podcast because it's actually almost therapeutic for me because I'm able to open up, which is something I really can't do on camera. Uh, It's really hard for me to open up. As you guys probably noticed on my vlog that I posted with my face. Oh my God, you guys, that's another whole story. I had so much anxiety posting this vlog um because it showed my full face and but you know i just said fuck it i don't care so i did it but you guys are so amazing your support it really means the world and i don't think you understand how much it affects me you guys give me that extra boost of confidence to just do it and i love you guys so thank you thank you i sound so cheesy Ah! okay well i'm gonna go i hope you guys have an awesome week and i'll talk to you next week and i love you so much bye